Hey, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the CHO Bears After Dark, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHO when you sign up. How's it going, everybody? Will DeWitt here. Greg Braggs Jr., Nicholas Moriano will join us in a little while. Same thing with Cody Domendo. He'll give us those Monday night football bets per usual. But what's going on, Greg? I didn't get to watch that game yesterday, and I think I saved myself a lot of Sunday pain. I would depends on what game you're talking about because I got my boiler shirt on in honor of a big boiler basketball win. But this is a football show, so I'll save my my um my shit talking for later for Cody oh, when he comes on. But um, yeah, this Bears game, oh boy, uh, you got to be a true diehard, right? And that's what we are, right? We got the diehards program here at CHGO, and that's what we are. And we we're gonna stick through it for the rest of the year no matter how these games are, but it certainly shows you how much more fun it is when you have a franchise quarterback like Justin Fields to watch and how, as I said on the post game yesterday, he's the rising tide that lifts all ships for this team. And, you know, when we're putting up 30 points a game and uh, setting NFL records, all historic all time records for quarterbacks and uh, having a chance to win in games that he plays, when he's out, you see how much of a difference and how much talent deficiency the rest of this roster truly has. Oh, for sure. I see Skokes in the chat. How's it going? Same thing with Gaston. Great that you're here with us this evening. Really, when I saw Purdue, I, I went to Saturday with the, you know, the, the bucket game, and I thought that's why you are wearing the Purdue shirt for me today. But that's okay. I'm glad. I don't want to talk about IU football. I don't want to think about <laughs> IU football. Yeah. It's no, no. And I'm not like a diehard when it comes to my rooting on my alma mater because I know it's not a football school, not like I am with the Chicago Bears. And of course, we'll keep our focus on that. And before we get into like everything that I want to talk about with you this evening, I just want to make sure that everyone knows because time is running out. You only have a handful of hours left for our cyber weekend sale where you can get up to 50% off merch at the CHGO locker. Of course, if you spend $75, you can also get a $15 gift card to our diehards. Greg just mentioned them. They get a 20% off the entire order on top of this sale. Of course, they get 20% off all of their merch sales all the time at the locker. And again, that's why my best advice, and I told you this on uh, Thursday, is just to head on over to the allcshow.com and you can go ahead and sign up to become a diehard then and then of course you can get that deeper discount not just today but every single day and then of course after that go to the chgolocker.com our links are in the description below to get some amazing chgo merch on such a great deal i've been buying a bunch of these for like my family members uh for christmas gifts throughout the entire weekend and i have a few more i'll be getting after this show tonight what, what about you greg did you go ham or get some family going hard on this sale because it's the deepest one we've ever ran since we launched chgo and i love all of our designs not just the bears ones and i'm excited to kind of really stockpile yeah our, our design group does an amazing job there's the sky shirt i think it's one of the one of the best ones we mm -hmm. have um just a very unique and uh creative design the creative team for um chg all city sports across all all of our dnvr chgo and, and phoenix they they all do a, such a great job with the design work but yeah we've been all over my mom's been texting me how do i you know what do i put in for this she signed up to become a chgo diehard member and you know how do i put in this code and that code so i was walking her through all that stuff and um you know yeah it's 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 really good stuff you know and and i think it's a great draw because like for a lot of people 
you know, they, they like, they love the designs, right? The Walter Payton, you know, even if you don't know about CHGO, you see that Walter Payton shirt or you see the, just the, the QB slide shirt, you know, the eight bit shirt, I should say. That's um, I was about to let you know. I don't know what shirt you're talking about. Yeah, the I eight do know bit about the eight shirt. bit shirt. Right. The eight bit shirt, the, the QB slide shirt. My apologies, you know, just across the board. These are, you know, the CHGO Bulls, you know, signature script, CHGO, whatever. <laughs> I'll just stop talking. <laughs> but regardless, I think these are just great attractions for any fan. And then you can learn to love what we do here in the podcast world as well, if that's the way you find us. Because, uh, you know, everybody wants to be repping some fresh fresh gear when they go to the games. Hell yeah, they do. Absolutely. And I love seeing CHGO gear when I get our tailgates and everything. Uh, which, by the way, we do have another tailgate coming up here this Sunday morning before the Bears take on the Packers. That's right. It's Packer week. And I know, Greg, if you're like me, I'm looking forward to just hanging out with a bunch of fellow Bears fans yet again here Sunday morning. You get some Green Ridge Farm meats, liquid death water, Goose Island beer. It's a really good time had by all. And, of course, if you want to get smoked in bags, Greg's always open to take you down, right? <laughs> yeah, if I have time, you know, we're we're hosting for you guys, right? We we want you to hang out. I might have a, some a minute to talk and talk some bears and take a shot, but I don't know how much time I have to uh, play a, a game of bags all the way to twenty one. I'd love to if I can <laughs> find that time, but we like to let people that are are there to have some fun use the boards first and foremost before I hop in there. But yeah, if somebody wants to get real froggy and and lippy with me, they think they can take me down. I'd love to, I'd love to put them to the task and see what's up. But uh, no, these tailgates have been a lot of fun. We've done a few of these now, and now the Packers one we've been planning for quite some time, and it's 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 what we want to be our biggest one. So we hope everyone can come out and hang with us and and have some fun. You know, the whole CHGO crew will be there. All the different sports teams, you know, different people show up for each and every one. And of course the CHGO bears crew, you know, we're going to be there, uh, Nick and Mark Carmen and, and Adam Hogue and, and the whole gang. So, you know, Green Ridge farms will be supplying the food and, you know, liquid, liquid death, you know, a little bit of, you know, drinks and beverages, uh, goose Island, you know, a lot of different options, all you can eat, all you can drink parking available. And it's a very quick walk to the stadium mm-hmm. from where our lot is. So, a one-stop shop. You don't have to put anything in your car. You just buy a ticket to the game. If, if, even if you're not going to the game, you just get in your car, pull up, and we'll, we'll have it all ready for you. Come on out. For sure. Again, you can go ahead and purchase a ticket to the tailgate right in our description. And as Greg mentioned, real short walk to the stadium. I've done it a few times now this year. And if you're there on Sunday and you're like, hey, Will, Will like, where do I go? Just let me know. Either I can point you in that direction or if it's at the same time where I'm going to the game, we can just walk, hang out together all the way. And by I say all the way, I mean like for like the five minutes it takes to get to Soldier Field. By the way, I'm glad that your mom became a diehard and you're able to walk her through all of that without having to like go ask Cody for help this time to help your mom. <laughs> because gambling, maybe you would have had yeah, to. Yeah, if, but... if she's trying to sign up for DraftKings, we might have had to call Cody. But I'm, <laughs> I've learned the ways of the force signing up for all CHGO, but. Uh, yeah, it, you know, I, I think what we should do a good promo for is eventually, you know, like if you pay a certain amount, you can stay the night at Mark Carmen's the night before, and then it's walking distance right to the tailgate oh. line. Like I think that oh, he actually moved recently, so the joke doesn't hit as hard. But regardless, 
we could still set something up like that where you know you could spend the night the night before with Mark Carmen and have a nice slumber party before you go to the game. Yeah, I'm sure that ticket would sell quickly. Uh, you know, it's limited. Of course. My guy Justin in the chat, I know he'd be all over it. <laughs> there we go, Greg. Let's get this thing started with the vibe check. So I watched the game this morning, and boy, did I just quickly turn it to the condensed version of the game on NFL Plus because I was not about sitting here for a couple of hours to watch that debacle of a game kind of unfold. And yeah, I don't know. I'm not pissed off about the game really i'm not upset about how it all kind of shook down it's just another disappointing day and just to watch mike white and garrett wilson go off and i warned people into thursday uh, i keep saying thursday but we did it friday last week with the holiday this throws me yeah, off yeah. but i warned everybody like hey garrett wilson is a problem and the bears need to have an answer and they were unable to do that and i feel like the thing that hurts me the most and it's a day removed from the game but it's just the injuries to Mooney and, and Jackson. I think those are the top two things that I still take away from that game in terms of like maybe potential long-term ramifications and just yeah. having an impact on this team for the remainder of the year. The loss, whatever. I'm content with where we're at this season. I have to be. I can't really change it myself. But at the end you of the day, like, you can't fight it. <laughs> no, you can't. And I want to talk about why I feel better in just a moment before before we get or after we get to your vibe check, but. Yeah, I think just the injuries suck. And, of course, I have a weird jersey history thing going on, and my brother got me that Mooney jersey earlier this month for my birthday, and I wore it once on After Dark, and now this happened, so now I feel like an asshole uh, for even doing that, Greg, to be quite honest with you. But mm -hmm. I I'll digress. How's How are you feeling here now that you're a day removed from the game? Well, yeah. I mean, at this point, all you can do is laugh. You know, I know Muck Muck wants us to get to the football talk, but we laugh because we are to keep ourselves from crying, Muck Muck. I mean, that's what we're trying to do here because it's going to be a long haul all the way through December. So, you know, it to me, it's to watch Darnell Mooney and Eddie Jackson go down just kind of, you know, illuminates the fact that it, we got to kind of hold our breath the rest of the season because – while we are still playing to develop players that are going to carry over into next season and hopefully players that are on this team when they finally are good. And let's hope that's next year. I certainly am keeping those expectations where they're at. I, I want them to be good next year. I understand there's a lot of holes to fill, but for now it is scary. And when Nick Moriano came on the post game show and, and revealed that Ryan Poles was sitting right near them in the, in the press box and, He's slamming, you know, the table and 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 screaming an obscenity when you know uh, Darnell Mooney goes down. That just goes to show you the concern that's mm -hmm. going on right now. And then like, you know, Justin Fields was he going to play? Wasn't he going to play? I didn't want him any part of that Jets game, rain or shine, and especially in the rain. So thank mm -hmm. God they didn't have some kind of plan trying to get him to play. And then all of a sudden it's pouring rain, and you got to kind of stick to that. No way. Uh, any game that's weather like that, I'm not even going to risk it with the franchise of our team. So, you know, now we head to Packer week and, you know, we all have our emotions with this rivalry. And it, to me, it's, again, I don't want any part of Justin Fields playing in this game. I don't know if he's healthy enough to play. Only Justin can tell us that we're not in the locker room or in the training room, but if he wasn't cleared to play last week, how far away is he to truly being ready to play this week? And if it wasn't the Packers coming up on Sunday, and let's say it was the Texans or whoever that we don't care about, no one would be against the idea of the logic of 
sit him out at least this game. So then you have two more weeks after the bye. So if he is healthy enough to play at some point in this season, you've now given yourself four weeks of healing time, you know? So that to me is the smartest approach to take here as much as we all would love to see him take down the Packers, but Aaron Rodgers might not even play in this game. So Mm -hmm, I don't even know how much of a parade we should throw if we beat the Jordan Love Packers. I I really don't. I mean, uh, you know, we'll see. You know, I I think Jordan Love probably won't have too much of a problem putting points up on this defense, unfortunately. But, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I Because if Justin Fields is playing Aaron Rodgers, I'd love for Justin Fields to beat Aaron Rodgers. I don't like Aaron Rodgers. And I know we talk a lot about drafts pick and draft value but I'd kind of be going against my word on that because, you know, in any game Justin Fields has played this year, I've been willing to say, okay, if Justin can find a way to win this game and throw a game winning touchdown, I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to be mad on the post game about that because that's just as important for his development as, you know, a, a good draft pick helping this team is for the development of this team. But if Aaron Rodgers isn't in there, I just don't see, you know, and then the health is obviously first and foremost to me, the juice isn't worth the squeeze across the board. Just sit them out. You lose another game. You're still sitting pretty at that number two spot in the draft. And then you can move on past the bye and kind of let the chips fall where they may and reassess whether or not and how you're going to approach Justin Fields for the last few games of the year. So, you know, there's a lot of different things at stake right now. Justin Fields development and draft value being the most important things for this franchise right now, I get there's a lot of other players on this team, but uh, let's be honest. These are the two most, most important things. See, so, yeah, I heard nothing after muck muck because that just made me laugh. It reminded me of the Simpsons. <laughs> they think it was like one crusty mentioned like words that aren't dirty, but sound like it. And I think it was muck luck. And so yeah. muck muck was where my mind went on that one. And then yeah. I was looking at the chat and people asking, about uh, William was asking about me getting like a Jordan Love jersey. Then like hopefully my jersey bad history can go over there. And I've had a lot of people ask me things like that over the years. And I feel like if I buy a jersey with the intent of it giving that person a curse, like the, the football gods effect, would recognize that and 100%. turn it back around on you. Yeah, you can't mess with the football gods. They know what's going on. You can't trick them. And that's what I'm saying. Like going into this year, I was saying to fans, this whole season is a win-win. If they win, great. Development, morale, culture, all that. If they lose, and as long as they lose with our quarterback developing, also great. Because this team just isn't good enough to win, but as long as the quarterback is developing along the way and, and other players on the team, but obviously my focus has always been Justin Fields, then that is also a good thing. But this week, If Justin Fields plays and Aaron Rodgers doesn't, this will be the first lose-lose scenario of the year because, to me, you beat the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. You're actually letting the Packers jump ahead of you in the draft order. And what are we celebrating? That Fields is better than Jordan Love? No shit. Who cares? You know, and then the other half of it is if, you know, we, you know, if we lose the game, while that helps our draft stock, and I'm fine with that, then we get to hear Packers fans giving us shit about Jordan Love outplaying Justin Fields, which nobody wants to have that conversation either. So we could be approaching our first lose-lose of the season wow. if Justin Fields is active and Aaron Rodgers is not. 
That's how I see it, just from a fan perspective. I'm going to talk about the draft later on, uh, just because the Bears currently do hold that second overall pick, according to Tankathon, which, you know, right behind the Texans at 1-9-1, one game back. Yeah, we beat the Texans. We could be sitting there for a tie for that first overall pick right now. And, of course, we have the tiebreaker against them because, well, they have it against us technically because they beat we beat them. I think I don't even know how it all works. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's going to be difficult to get that first overall pick. Uh, but looking at, like, the teams that we play, they're 35-21, and 21, the Packers, Eagles, Bills, Lions, and Vikings. That's the best overall team in the league when it comes to record the Eagles and three teams that we've already lost to and the second-best team in the AFC. Tough end of the schedule for the Bears. And then the yeah. Texans have the Browns, Cowboys, Chiefs, Titans, Jags, Colts, which their combined record, 36-29-1. and one. Still tough, but slightly easier uh, than what the Bears have in front of them now. But I have some interesting thoughts on this. And you kept saying draft pick, draft pick. And I agree with you. Like, I, I like myself, like where the Bears are at this stage of the season. Like, having a top three pick, I think I can talk, I can call that like a consolation prize when it's all said and done. But it can Huge. turn into like multiple draft picks. Like, it doesn't have to be one player coming from the season. You trade back and you have a top two pick. You can get quite a haul back. And I have some notes about this for another segment later in the show but that's why at the end of the day i can live with a loss to the jets now the packers like you greg something in my heart like i never want to lose the green bay but when i just look at like the draft status draft status it does ease the pain uh, a little bit but let's get cody on here because we have this monday night game kicking off here soon i want to win some money what's going on papa smurf what's going on guys what's up <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll thank stop. you. Thank you. I'll save Greg. it for tomorrow. Greg, Greg is Greg is on a he is full meatball mode right now after the <laughs> Boilermakers over the weekend beating Gonzaga and Duke. Okay. Congratulations. I'll, I'll shut up. Go ahead. <laughs> Make some people their money. I'll shut up. Uh okay. So tonight, this game, oh man, guys, every week I come on here and I'm like, this game stinks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, this game, this game also stinks. Um, but I'm staying away from the total of tonight. It's 39 and a half. I, after taking the under yesterday and bears jets and having, and then watching it and it going over with those two quarterbacks and those two are in those weather conditions. I don't know if I can take an under again this year. Like that, I don't know how that happened. Um, but the total is 39 and a half. And I, I don't, I don't like it. I'm just going to stay away, but I do think the Steelers win outright tonight. I like the Steelers tonight. Mike Tomlin as an underdog against the spread is very, very good. He's got a, I want to I was reading a stat today after week five, which I don't know how much that matters. I I think it me, it's meaning more meaningful in the sense of his teams have historically gotten better as the season goes along. Um, but his uh, against the spread, it's like thirty-seven and fourteen as an underdog against the spread after week five in his career, something like that. Um, so I'm gonna take the Steelers outright or to win outright just because the spread's two and a half. And that's a that's a key. Like if it went up to three, or maybe you can just buy. You want to go into the game lines uh, tab on on DraftKings and just pay for the 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 three points instead of the two and a half that it's at, and get it at probably like minus one twenty five or minus one thirty five instead of minus one ten. 
I, that's the smart move, in my opinion. Like, if, if you don't want to do that, just pick a team that you think is going to win. I think the Steelers went out right on the road tonight in in in, uh, in Indianapolis. This Colts team, every time I feel like this year that they've had to play a team that they should beat, they they under they underachieve, they underperform. Um, and the Steelers team is actually playing okay the last couple of weeks. I think Kenny Pickett's get, been playing a little bit better. I think he had he had his best game of his career against the Bengals last week. Um, so yeah, I, I I like the Steelers going into tonight on prime time. Mike Tomlin is also historically great on prime time against the spread. Um, to me, I, it's like it's like on Thanksgiving, whenever the Vikings and the Patriots played and I took the Vike or I took the Patriots just because I was like, I'm not betting against Belichick with four days rest. Um, this is a Monday night game. So Tomlin's actually had extra days to, to, to prepare for this. And I just mm-hmm. think Tomlin is like, no one, I, I feel like no one talks about him as a coach, like he, year in and year out, the guy just finds a way to win games. And I know this year is kind of like a rebuild year for them and they're not going to make the playoffs, but like, there have been years where this team, the Steelers, have just magically made the playoffs with with nothing as their quarterback, for instance. And now they have a guy who I think is up and coming and, you know, someone that they believe in. And they have decent weapons around them, even after trading Chase Claypool. And the, the Colts, they want to run the ball. And Matt Ryan is old. And, like, T.J. Watt is playing, man. Like, I don't know. I I just can't trust the Colts in this situation, even though they're at home. I'm going to take the better coach. And honestly, I think they have the better quarterback out there tonight at this stage of Matt Ryan's career. So um, that's where I'm at on tonight's game. Um, as far as props, I kind of like Michael Pittman to score a touchdown tonight. Um, oh, that and- means like rushing too. Like he'd have to like run it in, right? Uh, Pittman? Is that what you're? Oh, asking? sorry. I was thinking of yeah, Pittman, but he's a QB he's a receiver there. though. Oh, he's shit. a receiver. It's yeah. a receiver prop. Um, or I mean, I guess they could do a rushing, but either way, like anytime um, touchdown for anytime. Michael Pittman, it's at plus one eighty five. Um, I think if they if the when the Colts do score, I think it's either going to be Jonathan Taylor or him. And I oh wait, funny. you said pick Pittman. I thought you said, I heard Pickett. My bad. We're good. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah. No, it's uh, been. A, I've, I'm like sleep deprived, <laughs> so it's all good. Yeah. Uh, so we're catatonic from these bears. So, right. There you go. I, I, I see William in the chat. He says, Pickett is an interception King. Yeah. The very beginning of like him starting games. It didn't go great. Go look at his stat line against the Bengals last week. And even the week before against the saints, he's been playing well the last couple weeks for, for a rookie quarterback standards. I mean, I'm not saying he's freaking Patrick Mahomes, but he's going up against Matt Ryan. Who's, old and crippled at this point. I mean, they benched him at one point this season. So like, I'm not, I'm not saying Pickett's going to go out there and win the game for him, but I do think that on prime time with a good coach, I think Tomlin puts him in good and a good position to succeed. We talk about that all the time about what, like through the years as Bears fans, we talked, especially during the Trubisky years where you just wish that Nagy would have done this or done that to just put Mitch mm-hmm. in a good position to succeed, man. And that's like, that's what Tomlin does. Did it with like Duck Hodges a couple years ago. You know what I mean? And, and whoever else out that when big, when big Ben was hurt, you know what I mean? Like they, they just, they put together like 
decent game plans every primetime game, I feel like. So, right, and it's built around their running game. Right, know, right. If they are able to run the ball with Najee Harris well tonight, then I'm going to feel really good about the Steelers red, winning. red zone ball. opportunity here and there for, for sure. sure. So, again, this game stinks, but if I were to bet it, I'm taking the Steelers to win outright. And if you don't want to do that, I'd take Steelers plus three. Buy that extra half point. That way, if it, they they lose by a field goal, you you win instead of taking that two and a half because that, that's such a crucial number. Do not do it at two and a half. Pay that extra whatever for that extra half point and uh, roll that way. So, um as far as the Bears, I was looking at the spread, uh, three point. They opened up as three points against the Packers. And I was listening to you guys before I, you guys let me in. And, yeah, I I don't – that's a stay away, no matter what. I mean, you Whether, have to at this point, right, until we know who's playing quarterback for both right, teams. Right. Well, the thing is, is, like, what do you think is going to happen? Maybe you just really pay attention. Like, like – for instance, there's value perhaps on the Packers here, right? Because this Bears defense, I mean, it couldn't stop Mike White. Honestly, like I am afraid to see Jordan Love come into Soldier Field and just like take the torch from Aaron Rodgers and just put me in misery. But like three points isn't a lot for a Bears team that's not good. But, you know, the Packers, they've, I mean, they did beat Dallas a couple weeks ago. They were in the game last night against the Eagles. Like right. if you think, no matter who you think is going to win, who's going to be a starter for Green Bay. I agree. I think that three points is really low when they're going, when that offense is going up against the Bears. And right. Aaron Jones destroyed them in Green Bay week yep. two. And now this defense doesn't have Roquan Smith or, or uh, Robert Quinn. Like, or do, maybe, I mean, we'll see on Jaquan Brisker and Kyler right. Gordon. The depth, <laughs> yeah. yeah, even beyond like, those Three two, points yeah. seems, like, so small. Like, if I honestly, like, talking through it now, I kind of want to go ahead and just bet the Packers because there's, like, I there's no way that Bears defense is going to be able to stop at least their run game. Like, maybe the no, Bears can hang no, around I agree. with I mean, Jordan, game, Jordan but... Love, I mean, he, he had a – you know, is moving the ball a little bit against the Eagles. Almost yeah. made it a game. I mean, it was an easy throw. You're to, playing you know, throw to, defense, but yeah. Right. It is an easy throw to Christian Watson. But at the same time, you know, the Eagles defense is much better than the Bears. You know, he throws one over the I mean, Wide receivers have been wide open all year, especially these last few games. You can right. see Christian Watson having just as good of a game as, um, you know, our guy from the Jets. Um, I'm, I'm Wilson. Yeah, Garrett Wilson. I have my mm-hmm. fantasy team out, you know. Uh, could have a very similar day, regardless of who the Bears quarterback is. I I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. That, well, so, yeah. like, what I'm saying is if you wanted to bet it now and if you want the value on that game now, I would say take the Packers at three because if it is announced that Aaron Rodgers is going to play and Fields is going to sit, that spread's going to skyrocket in the Packers' direction. So if you get them at three now, then later in the week it's announced and that. It probably, I wouldn't be surprised if it moved to like seven points. You know what I mean? Like, then I feel like you're getting insane value at the three points now than you are later in the week when the spread probably skyrockets. So that's just my two cents right now. I, I ain't touching it just because you don't know. And my fanhood is in the way too. Like, I want as much as like I know that they shouldn't play Fields. I want Fields to play, and I want Rogers to play, and then I want Fields to finally put him like to to. 
put him in his casket and re- make him retire. Like that's that's what I want. <laughs> I, I need get Corey Wooten out there, kill another quarterback. <laughs> like I, bring back Shea McKell McKell. I can't say his name McClellan and let him do that do that do the job one more time. You know what I mean? Like I I don't care. Like I that that's just me being a fan. But as a ga- for gambling reasons, uh, I would say take the take the Packers because. I don't think it matters to the quarterback. They're probably just going to run the ball. And again, Aaron Jones had a huge game against them in week two. So it, it doesn't matter what you do against the Bears defense. You will find success pretty you easy. Will. I would, I would love, like you said, to just kind of put to rest Rogers' career. And I love the casket analogy. I was just hoping like he wouldn't pull like an Undertaker on us like oh, next year, right? Like I'm fine, done. Right? Nope, I'm not. And then just goes on a tear like. For some reason, I can see that one happening, Cody. But I like the yeah. way your your mind's thinking. Yeah, no, it, it's a, it's a, again that sometimes you got to like kind of think ahead, try and think ahead of what could happen. Now, if Jordan loves Jordan Love plays and and Justin Fields plays, then I feel like the spread isn't going to move any at all, and so then you're not really getting any value, and you probably could cash out if you wanted to and get your money back. Um, but Again, I don't I just don't see that happening in in my opinion. It's kind of like what Greg was saying. Like that that sounds like lose lose. I don't I don't want to see Fields versus Jordan Love personally. No, it's terrible. Yeah. So it's a terrible proposition. Yeah. Now all right, go ahead. I'd I'd love to see some some Nate Peterman though. I've I've had enough Trevor Simeon. Let's I wanted David Montgomery to play quarterback last week as the emergency <laughs> role. That would have been fun. Like if we're we're full on tank now, like just get oh, like get top tank. two pick. Like I'm I'm down to see some Nate Peterman under center on Sunday. <laughs> it would just make so much sense why we signed him in the first place. If we actually got to that point where they yeah. need to start Peterman, it's like oh, you guys were planning on tanking right. the entire time, and, and then place a bet on the Packers defense to score a touchdown. That, immediately, immediately, yeah, yeah, million million percent. Yeah, he's. I think he's had given. Opponents more points than he's actually scored. Probably not, but it has to be pretty damn close. Right. <laughs> All right, Cody. Thanks again for hopping on, sharing your bet. I know it wasn't like, I guess, as in-depth as like a parlay was last week, but also sometimes more less is more. And a game like tonight, like you said, that's like, ugh, when yeah. you're looking at it yet again, I'm with you. Just keep it simple. And uh, hopefully that money line hits for the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I hope, I hope I get that one at least, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's always fun coming on here for the twenty minutes and talking bears and gambling with you guys. Sounds I'll see you great. tomorrow, Cody. I will Ooh. see you on CHGO Bets Daily tomorrow, Greg. We have a lot of Big Ten talk to talk. I'm excited. I don't know if you can tell. I, I know you're excited. I know you're excited. I'll let you. I'm gonna let you have this. You- I'll take three minutes because we didn't talk Illinois last week, but I'm gonna need a full three, a heavy okay, three, a full three minutes, Greg. A heavy three. I'm just gonna go. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll see you later. Guys. Later. All right, Nicholas Moriano is going to join us next. Here's some updates from Hallisaw. We're going to play a new game this week, by the way, Greg. So no Uh-oh. two truths and a lie. Uh, I think you'll enjoy this one better. I did not enjoy trying to come up with two truths and a lie this week. So that's why <laughs> I, I, I tried a different avenue for us. You got stumped us. by your own game. It wasn't even stumped. They're just all depressing stats. 
nah, I don't want to go that route. But <laughs> you can sit here and think about it. Like, what does Will have up his right. sleeves for a few minutes? Because I got to let everyone know about Shady Rays because they never understood why sunglasses were just so expensive. So they set up to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friend at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium Polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. And the, my favorite part about Shady Rays is the fact that they have like the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, which is lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day 1, 10, 100, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. I've actually partook in this program personally and can vouch for it. Super seamless way to get a brand new pair of shades. Literally no questions asked. They, just, they already have my address on file. Bada bing, bada boom, they were sent my way. And another amazing thing about Shady Rays that I just appreciate and I love to share is the fact that they provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every single order placed and they have donated over 20 million meals to date. So that's a lot of good for your eyeballs and a lot of good to help fight hunger in America. So exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays are running their deepest deal of the season, which is buy one, uh, get one free slash AKA 50% off two or more pairs at shadyrays.com with our code CHGO. Again, buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs as low as $54 redeem only at shadyrays.com where you can find all of their newest and best shades. And real quickly too, I want to let everyone know about next Evo, uh, which by the way, like, you know, with the stressful side of like holidays, like I was stressed this weekend, like having to go to like multiple places, cook all of this food people come to my house traveling long distance on top of it like whole buddy was i just stressed out and of course i didn't have to go like and do anything in airports or shopping malls or anything of that nature but you can give yourself the ultimate gift of stress-free holiday with next evo's naturals fast absorbing cbd products next evo stress cbd complex gummies are clinically proven to have four times better absorption than standard cbd and no other CBD brand can promise that. I personally wish I had some of that this weekend. Regular CBD oil works more slowly because of how our bodies process oil-based ingredients compared to like water-soluble supplements. And regular CBD only achieves 2 to 10% absorption. So over 90% of what you think you're getting actually goes to waste. But SmartStorb upgrades CBD's natural absorption power. It is scientifically proven to deliver more CBD Best, the only brand clinically proven to deliver 30 times better absorption in the first 30 minutes. So to get smarter CBD from Next Evo Naturals and get up to 25% off subscription orders of $40 or more at nextevo.com slash podcast promo code BEARS. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com slash podcast promo code BEARS. All right, let's bring on Nicholas Moriano because I'm sure he has a lot of I was going to say good stuff, but I don't think everything coming out of House Hall is good today. So I don't think that's the right term for it, but I think important updates. But how's it going, Nick? How are you? Doing well. Uh, well, I was ready to read that next Evo oh, ad read, it. and then you just you just were going with it. And, um, you know, you did a really good job with it, but I had mm. it all here. I'm glad you told everybody about next Evo, everything you could do uh, for you. It's a great product, but, you know, you had it, and I just let you run with it. Nick you know, it was one of those territorial. I like this. I don't I think he was actually appreciative and letting me know he was prepared, which I appreciate. We didn't like talk right before we went live. And I was like, I don't know if Nick saw that I was I put he or I for it. And just in case I wasn't going to throw you on the spot. Only Greg and Cornhole reads. Will I do that sort of thing on the show? Uh, but thank you. I appreciate it. I started doing a read and i noticed oh crap that one's expired i need, I need to find the yep. next one on the list and i'm scrolling really fast but 
I made it work. But anyway, I'm glad you're here. Let's talk some bears and let's talk about what came out of Hallis Hall today. And I think priority number one, what I saw from you was uh, some big news about number 11. Yeah, we're just honestly going to start with an injury update, you guys, from Bring what it. happened yeah. at Hallis Hall. Um, Matty Reflus, uh shed some light on, on Darnell Mooney, number 11, like you were just mentioning, Will. Likely to have surgery and is going to be done for the season on IR. Um, and it's obviously just, excuse me, disappointing because kind of how it happened, right? He was just blocking for Dave Montgomery, gets rolled up on and, you know, need assistance coming off the field. But he's going to be missed, you guys. Like you, you hear, we heard from Cole Komet today from the players um, on Sunday in the locker room. That's a guy that you want to have around your locker room. And that's what Matty Reflu said, even though his season is over with the injury, that he still wants him around because of the positive presence that that Darnell Mooney does bring to this team. He's obviously a great player, but also just the person that he is. Cole Komet really talked about that in his press conference, but he will be on IR. His season's going to be over. And, you know, it's unfortunate because, you know, possibly, and I know I was seeing some comments in here about Justin Fields, whether or not they should play him, what's going to be the, the uh, how they're going to handle this moving forward. Uh, Eberflu said he is still day-to-day, but if he's ready to go, and here's a direct quote, if he's ready to go 100%, like I said last week, to protect himself and play the way he does and performing the way he does, and the doctors clear him, Ryan and I say he looks good and feels good about it, then it's a green light. And I do believe that when, you know, Matt Eberflus does, you know, say those comments about Justin Fields and, you know, it was it was a game time decision uh, for him to play in that Jets game. And he just didn't feel like he could protect himself and was ready enough to play there. But after, you know, a couple more days of just getting, you know, treatment and obviously Wednesday is going to be a big day to see uh, how Fields is trending. If he's going in that right direction, I know we might want to see David Montgomery play some quarterback. Maybe Cody wants to see Nate Peterman. But personally, I know Will and I are going to be at Soldier Field for this game. I wouldn't mind seeing Justin Fields if he is good to go. No. Nope. See, I'm on I'm in the opposite end of the spectrum. You don't have Darnell Mooney. You don't have you don't have a right tackle right now. Even if he can protect himself, I don't know if the Bears can protect him. And at that end of the day, like there's actually a really good, there it is. This comment that came up from Michael about like Michael Jordan who broke his foot year two uh, in the league. And there's like a 10% chance he could hurt it and destroy like that career, but they took it easy, allowed him to heal up, come back. Like again, like that's a really good example of being patient and allowing the person to completely heal and not potentially risking further injury. I'm still going to be at the, don't you dare do it. We can reconvene, you know, reconvene on Thursday, Nick, but nope. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that it's the right move. It's just personally, you know, if we get. All right, to listen a... here, you selfish <laughs> fan or you selfish media man. Okay. <laughs> we are looking out for what's best. Needs to say the bye week is after this game. Mm-hmm, so true. if it wasn't Green Bay, we'd all be in unison saying, just wait until after the bye. Then it's given itself four weeks plus probably if you count up all the exact amount of days of healing time, if he can, if Mm -hmm. he can play to finish the season, fine, but you have a bye week now. And you know, the other part of it is if they're putting up 40 points on the bears defense, Mike white can put up 30 plus and three touchdowns and all that. 
Justin Fields is going to kill himself trying to get 41 points on a team that he can't get the 41 points for. So we talk about protecting him, but he's, that's not the mentality Justin Fields plays with. So like, how do we get him to a point in the season where it's like, all right, you can go out there, but if you try to kill yourself winning these games that we can't win, we're going to pull you, you know, like that, that's where it's like, we're getting to that point in the season now where the juice is not worth the squeeze. So you're gonna go there, and you're gonna eat your food in the media room, oh, and you're gonna you're gonna no, give you. the best dang coverage that any media guy in there gives with Nathan Peterman and David Montgomery playing quarterback. And you're gonna hey, like so, it. So be next it. So year be it. we're gonna be great. <laughs> hey, you know that if that's how it has to play out on Sunday, then then so be it. But I do think it was interesting, right? The last part of what Iberflus was talking about there. He said, if Ryan and I say he looks good, if one says he does and one says he doesn't, I mean, you know, I, hey, I would think Ryan. Balances. All right. Yeah, I, I would think Ryan Poles kind of gets the uh, upper hand on, you know, the decision of what ends up happening here. But we'll see. Wednesday's going to be a big day in terms of what Justin Fields' status is moving forward. Then really quickly, I, I know someone commented about Eddie Jackson. No, no new news about his um injury that he sustained in, in the game against the Jets um in in right now Matt Eberflus and I I kind of believe in what he says is he doesn't know if it's season ending uh at this point so um you know those are like the big ones but there are also a bunch of smaller injuries that happened throughout the course of this game you guys like uh Chase Claypool had to come out of the game he he didn't have his helmet didn't finish the game and Equinemius St. Brown also came out at, at some point he did say, Maddie Reflu said, those two receivers are day-to-day. So, you know, with Darnell Mooney going down, you need some people to throw the ball to. But looks like those guys are at least in a, you know, better health status than, obviously, Darnell Mooney and Eddie Jackson. Um, also, Larry Borum injured. He actually injured his ankle during the game. The Bears did not announce that, um, disclose that information while the game was going on. But he has an ankle injury. And then he, Matty Refluce was asked, well, would Tevin Jenkins move back out to tackle if, you know, he can't go, Riley Reef's not good? Basically how Refluce was saying it, they like where Tevin Jenkins is at, at right guard. So that wouldn't be the move if, you know, they're just looking for bodies to technically play the right tackle position. But that's really like the injury update. There was a, it was a long Phew. list and unfortunate. Uh, that's how, you know, the day at Hell's Hall had to start just, a long list of injuries and getting the status of a bunch of different Bears players. So mm. in this game on Sunday, I felt like we saw Valus Jones out there a little more, you know, a few more snaps. Chase Claypool, same thing. Now Darnell Mooney is out. How much of a lift of snaps do you anticipate Valus Jones getting? Would he be the guy to take the role of trying to stretch the field? I know Pettis will be probably what Darnell Mooney, because that's what they did immediately in the game. But I just feel like they need that guy to stretch the field to help get the eyes up, get the defensive eyes off of Claypool for a minute to see if we can keep building his chemistry up. Cause now I'm so worried that Mooney's out that we're, this is going to be a lost building period for Chase Claypool. Yeah, Greg, I think too, like that's, I think they need to start exploring that option with Bayless Jones Jr. Because I think you're still seeing him go more east and west than he is north and south on some of these routes. And 
he was drafted, you know, to be, a, you know, a return man, but also a wide receiver. He needs to stretch the field vertically. So it, with a guy like Mooney out, who does so much for this Bears offense, why not give, you know, a guy like Valus Jones Jr. an opportunity to actually stretch the field vertically? And, you know, you mentioned Dante Pettis. There was also a small little, uh, I guess, reveal from Iberflus there. He said before the game, he almost didn't play. He was actually mm. throwing up before the game. And then, you know, eventually got himself good enough to play. And, you know, Iberflus asked him, can you return punts? He said, yes. So there was just a lot of weird things going on at MetLife Stadium. Like right after I left that, um, you know, concluded my coverage there, I'm like, the Bears just need to stay away from MetLife for, you know, the next couple of seasons because bad things just happen here in terms of injuries, losses, how things have played out just the past two times they played there. So, yeah, MetLife and the Bears, it's just not a good combination. Doesn't seem like it. Nope, not, nope, nope, nope. Anything else from uh, other than injury news that we should know about, Nick? Yeah, just real quickly, Um, you know, Cole Komet, like I mentioned earlier, he did also talk to the media um, you know, he was asked about the struggles of a losing season and, you know, since he's been with the bears, that's kind of what he's been no, you know, used to. Right. But he said like some of the important things that you, when you're going through some of these things, like you have to stick to your routines, but you really still have to put out, put good stuff out there on tape for, you know, what your coaches are expecting of you. And then this has been a common message throughout the entire locker room, I would say, especially in this losing streak, but it's about pride. Like with these losing, with these losses kind of mounting, the injuries mounting, you, each individual player needs to look at themselves in a mirror and just see what, if they have pride, really, honestly, and how they kind of carry themselves, how they execute things. And that's kind of the, the big message that a lot of these players are embodying right now as they're kind of still in this losing streak. And, you know, hopefully are looking to try to break that against the Green Bay Packers. And for Cole Komet, that's a big deal to him, obviously being a local kid. Um, and he said, like, it doesn't matter what the record is. And, you know, Bears and Packers are kind of in a similar boat right now uh, on the outside looking in. But he said when these two teams play, it really doesn't matter. Uh, the rivalry is always going to be there. And he does want Aaron Rodgers to play. He said, you know, anytime you got an opportunity to beat a guy like that, you have to take that opportunity to, you know, take down the, the staple of their franchise, what uh, Cole Komet described him as. So, yeah, that's, uh, you know, what Cole Komet had to say, in, you know, on Mooney real quickly, uh, you know, just echoed like he's such a great guy. You can feel his presence, obviously, when he's out in the field, but more so when it's off. You're missing that, that just the person that he is and the, obviously the player. And he said because he is going to have some more downtime, uh, he recommended the show Yellowstone. I haven't seen it personally. I've only heard good things about it, but he's like, Same. he recommended that to uh, Darnell and, you know, he'll obviously <laughs> yeah. have some more time to to watch some more TV shows. I'm sure he was thrilled. <laughs> and you know, like the kind of person that Mooney is too, that's always grinding and working on perfecting his craft. Like this is going to eat at him because he's always on the move, always putting in extra hours. And I mean, he's going to do a lot of mental reps, a lot of that kind of preparation, but having to go into rehab mode, I don't think is going to bode well for Mooney in terms of like his psyche, but I bet you he comes back hungrier. And I think that's going to be a good thing for the bears come next season, but it's still disappointing uh, how that season had to end for Darnell. Anything else, Nick, before we go on to the game of the night? Um, just kind of looking. Oh, you know what? Really quickly. Deandre Houston Carson also spoke and 
you know, that field that uh, at MetLife, there's been a lot of talk about it amongst the, the NFL, other teams that when they go there, it's just not the best playing surface. So DeAndre Houston Carson's usually one of the first players out on the field. He said when he was warming up, his joints were actually feeling achy as wow. he was making breaks pregame. And he didn't really want to comment like, oh, you know, obviously, like maybe that's a byproduct of the, of the you know, the turf that they're playing on. But he did notice it. And obviously that that field in itself, there's a lot of talk about it. All the injuries the Bears had, you know, this past week, it's. I don't know. You just start connecting dots, you guys, and you just wonder if there can be some compromise so that the, the player's health, really, it, it should be the, the forefront of everything. Something can be done to ensure that these players can make it out of these games healthy. When Eddie Jackson goes down on a non-contact injury, slipping, and yes, it was, it was you know, raining uh, throughout the game, but that's not good. You You never like to see that, and, you know, hearing those comments from DeAndre Houston Carson just kind of validates like there is something wrong mm-hmm. with MetLife and that playing surface. They need grass, Bermuda grass, Nick. It's <laughs> Bermuda, <laughs> as Lawrence would say. There you go. Bermuda All right. Grass. So as I told Greg and Nick, you were listening by then, but we're not doing two truths and a lie tonight because I was just going through stats on stats and by golly, it was like almost like let's or pick the depressing stat out of the bunch. And I was like, I I don't want to go that route. So we're going to play two rounds of would you rather? And it's the way too early draft edition. I wanted to kind of do like the love connection and like, you know, like a bachelor number one, two, (laughs) three, and you ask me questions and I give you some things. I'm going to work on that. That's an off season segment that I'm excited to to do. And I already have some ideas, but we're going to do something similar. I'm going to give you three players and I'm just going to give you some vitals about them, some stats, some information, and you're going to tell me who you draft. And for the first game or first round of this game, it's going to say the bears hold a top three pick. Okay. So the bears are holding a top three pick. You tell me who you would draft out of the bunch. And I want defense for all three of these, just looking at mock drafts and big boards and how the boards seem to be falling as of right now. Obviously we have like a half year. Things will definitely change. Uh, but as of today year, we Go. You have option A, who is a six foot three, 310 pound defensive lineman who plays in the SEC, uh, who's known for his power, his strength, a hot motor, dominance in the middle. He has 62 tackles, 13 and a half tackles for a loss, five sacks, and two forced fumbles in his last five games. I feel like you guys should have pen and paper for this. Uh, you have number two. He's a six foot four, 235 edge defender from the SEC, known for being unblockable. Deadly strength, explosiveness combination. And he also was fifth in Heisman voting last year. So maybe that one was a clear dead giveaway of who it was. 152 total tackles, 48 tackles for loss, 27 and a half sacks over his last 23 games in college. Wow. Or, I know, right? Option three, a six foot six, 275 edge player from the Big 12, who's known for being physically dominant and a versatile player, meaning he can play in multiple positions up front. He has 99 tackles, 27 and a half for loss, 14 sacks, and one four fumble in his last 23. So if you're on the board, you're Ryan Poles, and you're bolstering the Bears defense, 
A, B, or C. And you guys don't have to agree. You can give me different options. Uh, but uh, I don't care who wants to just go first. If you have a gut feeling and conviction, yell it out. So I think the first one's Jalen Carter, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Ooh, yeah. Right? Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Ooh, I did it. Uh, yeah. No, if you have an opportunity to draft a guy like that, on the interior of this Bears defense, where I think the Bears are just lacking. And I, you know, Justin Jones has been fine, but man, like that's, that's, a, that's the, that's the position the Bears wanted to upgrade, right? That interior defensive line disruptor. But look, you can't really go wrong when you have Jalen Carter and then also Will Anderson, right? Maybe. I don't know. You tell me, <laughs> A, B, or C. I'm going well, to If I'm, see, I'm going to play the game the way it's meant to be played. And Thank while you. we all knew the first guy was Jalen Carter because of the poundage on the first poundage, yes. on, on, <laughs> on contestant number one, uh, contestant number two, you, nobody, if you're just going off of the stats and who you were going to take, you're not passing on a guy with 50 sacks just on its surface. Like we understand no, 27 the and a this, half sacks, oh, 48, tack, 48 tackles for loss. So that's okay. still, I thought you said, 47, I thought you said 47. That's when I said, wow. So I was like, what did you just say? Okay. 27. And a half sacks. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Cause if I thought you said 47, I was like, what in the hell has <laughs> happened over there? Cause I was assuming that was Anderson. Uh, but regardless, those are the best numbers the sack totals you want a game changer a game wrecker a guy that gets to the quarterback you're taking the sacks so you're taking contestant b for his good looks letter b charm (laughs) i was gonna say in his sack total but that total (laughs) (laughs) so you're taking two not his sacks nick you're going one or a yeah i'll go i'll go a all right so you're taking jalen carter Way to go. No Mr. Know-it-all. And then Greg drafted Will Anderson Jr. out of Alabama, which, you know, not had the same dominant year that he had last year so far this season, but still a very good edge defender. Who was the third guy? I was Tyree thinking. Wilson Tyree was Wilson. the third guy okay. out of Texas Tech. You know, it'd be interesting because Corey Wooten, you know, and I trust his opinion on this for sure, are um, he really likes Will Anderson to the Bears. He That's who mm-hmm. he wants to see the Bears take. But – you know, a lot of the people that I follow on Twitter that seem to know a thing or two about the game, they think he's not a good fit for this defense. So, too. you know, my guy, Michael Gus, I always enjoy his thoughts and, and, and posts and threads and stuff that he talks about. He, he, he goes pretty in depth with it. He thinks he's a bad fit, which I think is uh, interesting. Cause you know, like I said, the numbers don't lie. You want the guy that, you know, especially on the edge, you know, we all understand they need a detail. They need everything. Yes, so who's going to be the best, you know? And, but I guess you also have to take into account the defense, you know, that they're playing in. So I'd love to hear Corey's assessment on the fit for Jalen Carter and Will Anderson and, and a, and a good argument for that either way. You know we're gonna have that this offseason. Plenty of time oh, to get God. into all of that content. Like, <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. Already, that'll be case. asked every day for the next, you yep. know, 150 yep. days leading up to this draft. 100. All right, real quickly, round two. You have a choice between option A, which is keeping your same answer, or you can do this instead. You can have an offensive tackle. Who is six foot four, three fifteen, 
who is the top offensive lineman prospect on many, many boards. I was checking this afternoon, known for his length, mobility, and power, being position flexible as well. And a six foot three, 206 wide receiver from the American Athletic, known for his size and athleticism blend. Obviously, size six foot three. And his athleticism blend, his yards after the catch ability, and just his consistency through college 160 catches. 2,075 receiving yards, 19 touchdowns in his last 24 games, plus a third-round pick this year, plus a 2024 first-round pick. What do you do? It's a lot. Uh, I know, but I was using the San Francisco model when they traded up for Trey Lance and what they gave away with the second overall Mm. pick, and I could have done – 2024 first round, 2025 first round, and got rid of that wide receiver. But I liked him enough that I was like, you know what? We'll just take a second round pick this year instead. So that's how I got where I'm at. Well, I want I'm the Bears. Lot. I want the Bears to trade back. So I'm taking the trade back, and then I'm taking because I'm greedy, and I want another wide receiver on this team. So then I'm taking the six three wide receiver to fill out that room with Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool. Now we're rocking and rolling. Cole Komet. We have extra picks to attack other needs. I'm going there. You gonna stick with Jalen Carter, Nick? Is I'm he really, that I'm... is he that generational of a talent in your eyes? As of now, we have a long time to start scouting. Oh man, I'd like to be completely honest, I I can't tell you that answer because I have a lot more homework to do on all these players, but I can't pass up, you know, a potentially two huge needs for this mm-hmm. offense. And then having the additional draft capital and what Ryan Poles can then turn that into. We already saw how many moves he made in his first draft as a GM. So giving more ammunition to a guy that, you know, knows how to use it. I think I'm going to have to go that route. And again, very early on, on the 28th of November, I'm going to take the second option now um, and say adios to um, Carter. So, yeah, you guys traded in your picks and you got Northwestern offensive tackle. Peter Skoronsky, yeho for that, right? Local kid, staying in Chicago, great. Then you got Rashi Rice from SMU. And then a third-round pick and a 2024 first-round pick. That's not a bad haul. No. And I saw the left tackle or the tackle from Penn State chose to stay for his last year of eligibility. So that that changes draft boards uh, somewhat there, too, and somebody that people thought the Bears could potentially pick depending on where they fall in this draft. So a lot to um, a lot still to unravel before we get to that point. But no, I hope they are able to trade back. And that's why having as high a pick as we possibly can have is vital to that. If we're the number two pick in the draft and the number three team is looking for a quarterback, then all those other teams that want a quarterback will have to trade up to two to get ahead of team number three. So you know, that's best case scenario, in my opinion. If worst case scenario is Jalen Carter at four or five, that's a great worst mm-hmm. case scenario. So I want to stay in that range of best case scenario, tr- hall of picks, worst case scenario, Jalen Carter. If we are stupid enough to win two games like against the Packers this week because Rodgers isn't playing, and then the last week of the season against the Vikings because they're not playing their starters. I am going to literally destroy the CHGO studios. I'm going to be like a tornado the last game, post game show. I am going to like 
literally be like the Tasmanian devil. I'm going to freak out about this. I literally am. I'm warning everyone. I'll put this in the, the Slack chat, Greg. Uh, <laughs> watch yeah. out for Greg. Red alert. Red alert. Red alert. No, I'm, I swear. You Then send me to Hallis Hall and I'll do it there. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I swear on my life, do not let this happen. Let's be smart. That's all. Or of course, you have people that are like live stream the tornado. It could be you and I, Nick. We could be the storm take chasers. Take me outside and say, okay, yeah. Greg, go crazy. <laughs> do your just thing. give me things outside to smash. They do have those like demolition rooms that you can go right out and just smash if, a bunch okay, of stuff. Okay, so let's, let's put it there. If the bears are stupid enough to fall out of the top five, we will rent whatever we have to go to this demolition room, and I will smash everything in that room. Sounds honestly like a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, bring me yes. along there uh, with you. But I saw PZ ask, do we want to see what free agency brings for us? Yes, this is a hypothetical game in late November that just to uh, hang out and honestly to see the thought exercise that I thought would be a lot of fun here this evening. Uh, but it's a good point, and, and don't worry. That's why the offseason's long, and we'll be talking about all these scenarios for a couple of months but we got to talk to our listeners about some well greg actually has to do some talking about some cornhole or yeah you know guys your christmas tree better be up by now right my christmas tree is up we got the ornaments hung we're ready to put presents under the tree and i'll tell you the best present you can put next to this tree and that is shy town custom cornhole the number one cornhole provider for chicagoland in illinois since 2007 their signature box style design can be digitally printed covered in vinyl and painted their cornhole boards come with built-in drink holders recessed in on the back leds that light up the hole and exterior handles for easy carrying and handcrafted scorekeepers they've thought of it all veteran owned and operated we can they can ship anywhere and offer local pickups specializing in corporate designs for your next comp for your company's next marketing or social event wedding gifts and gifts for all occasions including christmas which is just a few weeks away and especially for your tailgating friends and backyard barbecue enthusiasts so go check out their website shytowncornhole.com and make sure to follow them on instagram at shytown custom cornhole boards well done well done every week it's exponential growth it's kind of like watching justin fields rise like watching a newborn baby (laughs) (laughs) growing before our eyes All right, real quickly, before we talk about Chase Claypool, I want to let everyone know that DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. I just love their same-game parlays, those easy and fast payouts. I won actually my same-game parlay, one of them on Thanksgiving, had my uh, payout literally like the next day. And right now, new customers can just bet $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. So check this out right now. Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same game parlay and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win 
big. And of course, I love using the app. It's super simple. I don't have to call Cody up and ask for like technical support as I'm going through it. It's a seamless, easy app. And of course, uh, as we mentioned, Cody gave you the Steelers and a money line tonight and you know, maybe stay away from that Bears game. But real quickly, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use code CHGO, place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if you do. That's like enough free money to just do parlays for the rest mm-hmm. of the football season. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, guys. So we have like one more thing to talk about this evening before we wrap up. And that's Chase Claypool. We were in our Monday morning meeting and this topic was brought up as like, hey, this would be a good one to talk about. Chase Claypool. And is it too soon to just be frustrated and really just concerned about where he's at? And it kind of took me by surprise because I'm still, you know, I'm Mr. Patience. Uh, I'm turning into Brandon Nick, apparently. I just realized that was his nickname years ago. But with like where the, where the Bears are at, I'm just being ultra patient. And I understand that he only has seven catches, 16 targets, uh, and 83 yards in his four games. Yesterday, two catches, 55 yards, and five targets. And when I look at the other three targets, they're all trash. They were not really good opportunities for him to actually go out there and make plays. Uh, but I understand that when you invest a second round pick in a player in the middle of the season. People are hoping for more immediate results. So I understand it, but I wanted to at least start this conversation with my mindset, which is like, I'm not worried whatsoever. I still feel like this upcoming off season is a big one for him to work with Justin to build that chemistry. Cause he's still under contract next year on that rookie deal. And there's no reason not to be patient uh, with a move like this, especially after you've made the investment, as I just mentioned, but I want to know your guys' opinions before we sign off. Is it too soon for like serious concern? Should you let your foot off the, you know, the gas on that? Like talk yourself off the ledge a bit or, you know, he is a pro. He's has multiple years of experience. And again, only seven catches, 83 yards. Is it, is it fair to hold him to a higher standard after four games? Nick, how about you? Okay. I'll start off. I'm not too concerned (laughs) with this. And look, I just look at, you know, the, the Bears' number one wide receiver before Chase Claypool got here, Darnell Mooney, he had a very, very slow start to this season. Mm-hmm. 11 catches through three games, 27 yards. In this offense that he had been in since the offseason, already had a year under his belt with Justin Fields developing that chemistry, and he had a tough time. And obviously the, the rain game with the 49ers, you could, however you want to view that, but it was still a tough go for him. And then he eventually started accumulating the yardage and, you know, the productivity that you want to see. So for Chase Claypool, I was just trying to even think who are some wide receivers that have been traded midseason that have actually been productive. I, I was trying to look at it. I didn't really find a good list. I know Randy Moss was, was one of them that, that came up on top of the list, but there's it's a tough ask for any wide receiver. I think what you do want to see be better from Chase Claypool is like even on that first fade route attempt that he had against Sauce Gardner, yes, it, there was pass interference that should have been called, but the release off the line of scrimmage from Chase Claypool, it looked lazy to me. It just looked lazy. So you just want to see him take whatever he can control in, in, in a single play, in a game, whatever it may be. You want to see him be that wide receiver. But the production being as slow as it is, having played a game with Trevor Simeon, uh, obviously, you know, a couple games with Justin Fields before he went down. It's not, I'm not going to say that 
I don't want to see more because they definitely do. But is it the most, you know, surprising thing that he hasn't been as productive? I don't, I don't think so, you guys. And like you, I'm in the, in this, in the mode of waiting to kind of see what this can become when he has an off season. But you did want to see some sparks, some flash plays, like Simeon, you know, was able to throw a jump ball at him and he came down with it. That was a really good catch. Those are some of the opportunities that you want to see continue. If Fields does some, if Fields does come back and play, you want to see those kind of opportunities happen more, more like more just frequently, because those are just hey, win your one on one matchup, show that you're physically better than the the man in front of you, make a play for this offense. If we could see that from Chase Claypool, I think that's that's a good sign. Like that play that he made against Sauce Gardner, that's a good sign. But yeah, the production isn't there, but I'm not too concerned where it's at. A second-round draft pick, though, you need you do need to see something towards the end of the season at some point. Yeah, I mean, for me, I you know we mentioned I asked this question to Nick on the post game. You know, how far do we let this excuse train roll? Because we're trying to be fair to the situation. We understand first three games, he's new to the team, new to the offense. There's the excuse train all aboard, you know, and then. This last game, how do you make a fair assessment when Trevor Simeon's throwing 50 50 mm-hmm. balls, one of which he caught, and the second one in the end zone that should have gotten him at least a pass interference? Um, at the very least, in first and goal, and the one wasn't called. And then after that, I mean, what do you have to go off of? You know, and if Justin Fields doesn't play for the rest of the season, then the excuse train's going to roll all the way into the offseason because, again, how do you make a fair assessment? when you have a quarterback that can't get you the ball and an offensive line that can't block for a quarterback that can't get you the ball and, you know, a depleted run game without Khalil Herbert. Now, I mean, David Montgomery's doing everything he can. So it's, it's, it's just not a great time to hold his feet to the fire. Now, if Justin Fields comes back this week and Justin Fields comes back after the bye, then no, you should have expectations for him, especially after the bye at the very least for those final four games, Mm -hmm to show some competent plays, show some chemistry building. Nobody's asking for, you know, 10 catches, 160 yards, but certainly, you know, taking steps in the right direction. That's part of the reason you trade him at the halfway point of the season to get ahead of that developmental period that you're going to have to go through in the off season, regardless of the stats, but to give Chase Claypool a little bit of credit when he first came here, you know, Darnell Mooney was struggling throughout this year to like put up the numbers that he was putting up last year with Allen Robinson, you know, side by side to him to, to take some eyes off of Mooney that opened things up, you know, when uh, for Mooney, when Allen Robinson was there, well now Chase Claypool comes in for the Miami game and Darnell Mooney's numbers were seven for eight, 43 yards and a touchdown against the lions, four catches, uh, you know, four catches on four targets, 57 yards. And against Atlanta, four catches on five targets for 29 yards and a touchdown. So the production started to go up for Mooney when Claypool entered the fold. I think there is a little bit of correlation there. They were putting up 30 points a game in the Miami-Detroit-Atlanta games when Justin Fields did play and Claypool was out there. So, you know, while Claypool personally wasn't putting up the numbers, the offense was. And, you know, while... That that all that's what happens when you have a lot of good players on your team. Somebody may not necessarily get the personal production, but as long as the team is putting up 30 points a game, you shouldn't be complaining about how it's getting done. So 
I'll give him that credit, but at some point, yeah, the rubber has to meet the road for his personal production and chemistry with Justin Fields. If Justin Fields isn't out there, then all we really can expect from him is to continue to learn the offense, less moments where we see him needing help getting lined up on the TV telecast. Those are the things that we're only going to be able to pull from because I'm not going to expect him to have 100 yard, 150 yard performances and two touchdowns with Trevor frickin' Simeon or Nathan Peterman throwing in the ball. So we have to be realistic about this. So while I'd be totally fine with Justin Fields being shut down for the year, it's probably, you know, just as important to have him back to build that chemistry with Chase Claypool, too. You traded for Chase Claypool at the halfway point, more so to get ahead of the free agent market exactly. in the offseason and, and mm-hmm. get ahead of having to make that decision in the draft. Now you're, you're not beholden to, you know, necessarily filling dire needs. You're checking a box that so desperately needed to be checked. They still should get another wide receiver, whether it's through free agency or draft, a game-changing wide receiver, by the way, but they still needed that particular piece. So getting ahead of the development and chemistry is key, but the the real reason you brought him in is so you don't have to pay somebody an exorbitant amount of money in free agency. So, you know, you got to kind of keep it all in perspective. Doesn't mean you shouldn't have expectations for him, but unless Justin Fields is out, unless Justin Fields is out there, what kind of realistic expectations can you really have for the guy? Exactly. And of course, you don't even know who will be available and you're just going to overpay regardless. So I was just coming through real quickly. And luckily, Greg's a little long winded at times. So I had a lot of time to scour <laughs> a like, little bit, a time. little bit of time to scour all these trades that have happened at the wide receiver position over the years. And I found two midseason, I'd say comparable trades where like the what teams gave up for receivers were pretty even. One was actually a second round pick, which was the Patriots trading for Mohamed Sanu in the midpoint of the season back in 2019. Uh, so, and Emmanuel Sanders got traded to the 49ers that same exact season about halfway through. So Emmanuel Sanders in his first four games in San Francisco had 16 catches, 194 yards, two touchdowns. And then Sanu had 17 catches, 122 yards, one touchdown and neither of those blow what Claypool's done out of the water. And I want to pref and I want to add on top of that too, that their situations were totally different because the 49ers that year, they were 13 and three. They were, you know, they won the NFC West. Like they had a really good year. I think they did pretty good stuff in the playoffs. If I remember correctly that year. And same thing with the Patriots who were on top of, their division two that year, they finished 12 and four. So these are two teams on entirely different. Exactly. Two winning teams. And they did not blow chase Claypool's numbers. And you're playing with Tom Brady and you're playing with Jimmy Garoppolo, who's playing at a higher level than in San Francisco. So again, I feel like it's easy to get really like just upset with like what Claypool has been unable to do so far in Chicago. But I think for all of our reasons that we've already mentioned, like, it's okay to be patient. It's okay to give them uh, some understanding, you know, bring out the blame train, whatever you need to do. Like it's, it's fine. It's nothing that needs to be solved immediately. Although if he just went off for the rest of the year, all three of us would be like more than happy if that ends up being the case, but there's no reason to hit the panic button just yet. Any final thoughts guys before we sign off? 
think we're good. You want to talk Boilers basketball? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm obsessed. We'll talk about it once we get to once we get to conference play. We'll talk. Yeah, talk. I'm feeling pretty good about what the Hoosiers are doing on the court. We got all the the Big Ten schools represented in the CHGO community. Yes, we do. You know, on our team. So you know, you're Indiana. We got Iowa down there with Nick. You know. Kevin is Wisconsin. Got a couple, you know, a bunch of Northwestern losers in the on the team, you know. So Illinois with Cody. So we're all representative. We we should all go to the Big Ten tournament at the we United should. Center, you know, Ooh. when we get there in early March. I think we should yes. start start planning that. Let's now. start planning that. That's a good idea. I like that's it. a real that's a really great idea. I'm just excited for uh, Wednesday. We have North Carolina coming into town here at assembly hall. And that's going to just be as a huge game here to have at home this early in the season. So see, now you got me thinking, I got us talking. I found a way to talk. I'm sorry. I'll stop doing this. I'm just, okay. That's how I started podcasting. (laughs) Assembly call, baby. Assembly call. Like Ryan town, Sony, my guy, diehard bears fan. That's right. Yes, he is the coach. All right. Real quickly before I go, you better, but if you have not got yourself, any merchandise at the CHGO locker between like when we launched this sale on Friday through now, like you literally just have a few hours left, 50% off merch up to 50% off merch at the CHGO locker, spend 75, get a $15 gift card to, if you're a diehard to get 20% off on top of this amazing sale, again, go to allchgo.com, become a diehard so you can take advantage of both the discount and the sale. It's my best advice. And of course you get that discount as a diehard, not just today, but every single day, but go to chgolocker.com links in the description and just go get some amazing CH show merch stock up for yourself, for some family, some friends, heck, maybe you have a neighbor. That's a huge Chicago sports fan. Bring it on. Hey, if you have a friend that's a Packers fan, get him a CHO bear shirt for Christmas. That's exactly what he needs, but definitely just check out the sale. It's an amazing one. And I just encourage you to take advantage of it because it's the best one that we've ever ran since we launched CHGO almost a year ago but that's gonna do with us for us here this evening for the tco bears after dark but greg's stopping me because he wants to make yeah, sure people i also just want to give a right? shout out to our guys at chgo Damn. bulls they're doing a pregame show right now so if you're done here oh perfect here hop on over to chgo bulls they're um talking bulls basketball halfway through their pregame show so make sure you go over there and show them some love i'm sorry there for you. always over talking everyone <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it's not i think uh actually our that was for teamwork so that better. was acceptable exactly you have to make it see that's good stuff there to make sure people don't leave the channel because we have a content literally rolling on like most all day long the entire today mm-hmm. which nobody does it special. like chgo you bet and don't forget too, real quickly tailgate this sunday morning nick wasn't here earlier nick you want to see everybody too like we do right Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bears Packers, like it's still a big, it's still a big game. It doesn't matter that the records are not where they need to be, but we're having a tailgate come hang out and, you know, Green Ridge farm will be there supplying you with the good food, liquid death. And like, and you'll get to, you know, just hang out with a bunch of bears and probably Packers fans there. So why not, you know, spend your Sunday at the CHGO tailgate and then you can go off to the game and whatever happens happens. There you go. All right. Well, I will see you all on Thursday afternoon with Nick for our weekly game preview episode. Although I feel like we need to just figure out a new way to spend our Thursdays, Nick, because my 
God, it's getting rough getting a preview. How do the Bears lose this week? I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll figure things out, but we'll be here for our game preview. It's what we do. It's what we do well. Of course, you all know that by now. Uh, but until then, have a good rest of your Monday night. Enjoy uh, that game that Cody is telling you about on screen. And if not, head over to the Bulls pregame show like Greg requested and uh, bear down Chicago. <laughs>